Brittany Simmons of Oxnard, California has been chosen to represent her peers as the Miss Globe United States. Brittany was crowned on October 5th, 2019 at the U.S. National TV station in West Covina, California. In her prize package, of course, she's going to China, Sri Lanka to represent the United States at the Miss Globe World Finals. And she also gets to participate in the World Championships of the Performing Arts Competition, Wardrobe from Proms, Pageants, and Pretty Things, and photo shoots and much more. She is no stranger to the spotlight. She's a former cheerleader, like we're going to talk about, and a model, and currently works as a flight attendant, which we also talk about on this episode, and is looking forward to sharing her platform of domestic violence. She's a graduate from the Arizona State University with a bachelor's degree in family human development. Being a former NFL cheerleader, one of her biggest hobbies is, of course, dancing. As a title holder, Brittany is an advocate for women empowerment and is also passionate about feeding the homeless in her community. She wishes to improve women's lives who have been in mental and emotional abusive relationships. And she believes that you can do anything you put your heart desires to and to never give up on your dreams. Let's hear more from Brittany Simmons, our current reigning Miss Globe United States. I hope you have your glasses, fill them on up, and tune in. So are you guys sipping on anything? Are we what? Are you guys sipping on anything? Typically, people have a glass of wine. That's the perception part of it. Oh, no. I have coffee. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that would be nice. I should get a glass of wine or something. That would be fabulous. Girl, he uh, kind of, he was just like, oh, she wants you to drink on something, sip on something. And he laughed, but he didn't really, we didn't go much further <laughs> into that. So, I mean, I totally can. Um, I mean, I'm here in a hotel. I'm sure they have something. Yeah. Well, if you want to, you're more than welcome to. I have my glass already. I have my love. Oh, look at you, girl. I need to be like that. <laughs> um, well, I mean. Do you have a moment for me to see if um, if I can? Let me ask. Let me see if there's something. Hold yeah, on. I have time. Okay. One sec. Let's see. on hold while Miss Globe United States gets her something to sip on. What will she choose? Dun dun dun. In the meantime, in between time, I can tell you guys that I am sipping on Merlot. And this one is Tisdale. Oh, that's Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> I had Merlot last time. I guess I finished it. I am sipping on a Cabernet Sauvignon by Tisdale. Is another cheap wine that I like. One that is good and doesn't have all that fake stuff in it. The sugar, that arsenic, water, whatever they're putting in these wines nowadays. And I probably paid under $5 for this one. And I got it from my, um, my neighborhood liquor store. Who knows me by name at this point.
Okay, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, got it. So um, I went ahead and ordered a um, virgin mimosa with candy ginger. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Ginger. Yeah. Oh, it's almost, it's like that time of year a little bit. <laughs> it is, right? The time? Yep. Are you a wine drinker? I am. What was like your go-to grape? What's your favorite kind of wine and stuff on? So my favorite is actually Pinot Noir. Ooh. I like it. It's not very sweet. I like the, um, I like a little bit of dry wine, but not too sweet. So I like how Pinot Noir is like in between. Yeah. Yeah. A favorite, What's um, a favorite wine that you would like to recommend? Um, I have to say the Fit Vine. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because it's lower in um, calories and not as much sugar. So that's my go-to. And that's actually a Cabernet, and they do have a Pinot Noir as well. I've heard of it, Fit Vine. I think I just yeah. Know, my friend said she's gonna get it because she wants to drink something with less carbs or something like that. I was like, Girl. yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's definitely for like women and men that you know have an active lifestyle. So I love the fact that you can have it, and there's no like you you don't feel guilty after drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> right. Well, I'm and I'm like the number one person to get bloated, so. <laughs> I always get bloated when I have a you know glass of wine, but fit fine I don't, uh-huh. which is nice. I yeah, try it one time. Yeah, you have to try it. It's really good. Well, I will definitely will. Let me know <laughs> when you get your drink and then um, are settled. We can go ahead and get started. Okay. Where are you guys at right now? Are you guys still in the city? Yeah, so we're pretty much we're in Hyde Park area. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know much about Chicago. It's actually, um, I do have family here, but I, you know, I'm a West Coast girl. So I don't really do much uh, traveling on the East Coast <laughs> out this way. Yeah, but um, I, I'm loving it so far. I love being here. You know, it's been snowing the past few days, but that's been a good experience. Because, you know, in California, it doesn't snow. It's just hot, nice and sunny. Nice and sunny. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees back at home right now. And here it's like 30. <laughs> well, I'm actually in Chicago. Oh, I'm not in the city limits right now, but you're in my hometown. Um, that's how I know you're oh. being there. So welcome to Chicago. I'm like an Thank hour you. and a half to the west of you right now. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Oh, well, my drink is here too. So we are good to go. Yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and get started. I'm going to count myself down for editing. Okay. I think I might just, um, I'll probably use a lot of what we talked about anyway, just, I guess, fillers. But yeah, nice. yeah. Three, two, one. Hello, Brittany, and welcome to Pageants and Prosecco. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you on the show because the Miss Globe United States pageant, I think, is becoming more um known in the pageant world in the United States I think and I think between Alyssa last year and what you're going to do this year bring it to higher levels of our attention and so I'm really excited to talk to you about the competition oh I'm excited to inform you on some things <laughs> <laughs> and of course you're in Chicago I wish we were doing this um face to face but welcome to the I know that would be so awesome if we could thank you what do you think so far 
Uh, so far, I'm loving it. Uh, it is really cold. <laughs> you know, living in California and being, you know, born and raised there, I'm used to the warm weather. So here it's been a huge change. It's been snowing and raining and, you know, uh, back at home it's 80 degrees and here it's 30 degrees. So it's a huge change. It's actually warmer, though, this weekend than it was last weekend. Like, it was yeah. last weekend. I think he was supposed to come in then or something like that. Right, right. So this is considered warm to us a little bit. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Yeah, you're the fifth person who said that. And I'm like, warm? <laughs> I'm like, to me, I'm over here with five coats on. And, you know, I have, like, two scarves, have my hair and a beanie and everything. <laughs> Gloves, the whole, like, nine yard. Well, I mean, what, why would you leave California to come to Chicago? What are you doing out here? So I actually, I'm out here to be um, training. So I'll be going off to Sri Lanka for the world finals. Um, I leave on the 14th and um, I'll be there up until the 26th of February. So I'm here preparing and prepping and training for my big day. Are you excited? I'm super excited. I can't wait to represent United States. I can't wait to like meet the girls and it's just going to be a great experience. Plus I've never been to Sri Lanka. So I think that'll be awesome for me to be able to tour and, you know, show my followers the beautiful country and all that. I think that's fabulous. I think so too. Have you ever left? Um, have you ever been over to China or Asia at all? So I've actually, yeah, I've been to uh, Shanghai and Beijing. I'm actually, I'm a flight attendant. So that's the beauty about my job is I am able to travel all over the world pretty much. And um, I do a lot of traveling to Asia. So uh, the last place I was in was actually Beijing. Um, I was there for about three days. And then um, after that flight, I went off to Shanghai and I love it. And the food is incredible, the people. And of course, the shopping's always fun too. <laughs> I mean, what girl doesn't love to shop, right? Right, Absolutely. Lately, I've gone on a shopping um, spree, but I'm shopping for, like, technology and, like, little gadgets and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I'm, like, nerding out. And so I'm like, oh, I, need to <laughs> I need to stop. I think shopping between, like, clothes and technology is so exciting. I, I know. Yeah. Over in, like, Asia and, and um, over there. What is it like over there? Over there, it's the shopping is incredible. They have everything. Like, everything you can think of, they have it there in all their markets. And um, everything is like, it's good quality and I mean, great deals. And that's what I'm about. I'm, I love a good quality, especially a good deal on, you know, whatever I'm buying. So pretty much when you get ready to go to finals, bring an empty suitcase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have an extra one empty. So when I go shopping, I can just bring it back to the States and show everyone what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, let's bring it back. So what even prompted you from for entering the Miss Globe United States competition in the first place? I know you grew up in California. Did you hear about it growing up or was it fairly recent? Um, it was actually fairly recent. I found out through Alicia. So that was awesome. And um, plus, you know, for me, I, um, I was in a mental and emotional abusive relationship. So for me, I know firsthand how important it is to take care of your well-being. And um, I definitely wanted to use that and um, reach out to girls from all different ages to be able to, you know, let them know to go after all their dreams, no matter what people say, no matter what the naysayers say or anything, you know, just pursue that. And I figured, let me give it a shot with Miss Globe. And I did some research and this organization definitely fits me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I decided. I'm like, let me take this opportunity and go um, compete. 
And I had such a great experience. Such a great experience. And that was in October. So was Miss Globe ultimately Miss Globe United States your first pageant? Um, actually, no. I competed for Miss Arizona USA back in um, 2014. Okay. Yep. Wow. And so this is actually my second pageant. Yes. And now you're a national title holder. I know. It's a blessing. <laughs> it always happens to people who are fairly new. That's what um, we were talking about on a few episodes. That it's typically people who are newbies that are more relaxed and can take it more lighthearted than people who are serious competitors, hardcore going out there, trying to hit that mark every single time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I had such a great experience. I mean, both, even when I competed for uh, Miss Arizona USA, that was a great experience too. And, um, you know, competing for Globe, another wonderful experience. Can you go over some of the areas of competition? I know we have the standard um, interview, but how long is the interview and what can people kind of expect if they want to compete? Okay, for um, World Finals or for... um, United States. For... United States. Okay. So typically the interview is about, um, about five minutes long and really ultimately the judges, they just want to know you. And I feel like if you just know who you are, focus on the, your goals in life, what you're passionate about, um, really the judges, they just want to get to know you and what you can bring to the, um, bring as a title holder. What, you know, what are your goals? Uh, what are your plans for the next few years, even after? Um, so ultimately they really just want to know, like, you, who you are, what you represent. Right. What you got going on. Exactly. Exactly. What style of interview is it? Is it one-on-one with the judges or is it like a panel style? It's, it's actually, it's a panel style. Okay. So every judge, yep, they have a question for you. And um, we had about five judges. How long was the entire interview? Five minutes. Oh, it's not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. Okay, and then we also have swimwear, but the Globe United States system does swimwear a little bit differently, kind of like Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I think that's fun. You know, uh, girls can, you know, bring out their personalities with, um, you know, with what they're wearing. I know for me, I had huge wings. I'm not sure if you saw the picture of um, yes, my I costume did. or what I was wearing. Yeah, those are awesome. I definitely felt like a Victoria's Secret model walking down the runway. Uh, it, was a, it was actually a really good um, time for me. I've never done that before. That was my first time. So I felt, I felt super confident. I'm like, oh, I can even walk down the, uh, the runway in this, you know. But it was, it was fun. I liked it. So it's kind of considered like a fashion swimmer competition. Yeah, definitely. And it's so cool because so many women, they all had different types of wings and some girls didn't even have wings. They just had like, um, just swimsuit was just, you know, different. Some people had capes. They had all different types of um, fashion swim somewhere. What do you think the judges are looking for? Like when you go, when you are creative and you're looking for swimsuit, are they looking at like technique of style or just like personality? They're looking at both. So definitely personality. Uh, they want to make sure that you are confident in what you're wearing and you rock it, you own it, and you're fierce. Gotcha. And um, that's ultimately what they're looking for. Gotcha. Okay. And then, of course, we have the evening wear presentation. Yes. And I think that is kind of like, you guys do it in a, not to say more classier way, but it's more of a, of a show, of a, like a presentation. It's more of a display. Right, right. 
Can you kind of exactly? Can you kind of explain like the difference in uh, what a typical evening gown competition looks like and what Miss Globe United States does? Okay, so uh, Miss Globe United States, they it's pretty much it's kind of the same, um, but with them, it's like they want you to just really wear something that fits you, something that ultimately you're confident in, something that you can represent well on that stage. So it could be glam. It could be something simple as just uh, not even as much of, you know, glam, Um, but really ultimately wear a gown that you are confident and you know that that is something that you feel like a queen in. Right. And then you guys also allow people to not necessarily wear um, a gown, but they can also wear like really anything technically, right? They can wear pants too. Um, for the evening gown, anything you wear, yes, they definitely they can wear pants, whatever they want to uh, wear on the stage, whatever represents them. Like for myself, um, my gown, I had a blue gown, and the reason why I did blue was because blue represents trust, loyalty, wisdom, and confidence. And faith, and, you know, I'm a I'm a woman that believes in in God. Uh, I am a faith based woman, and so I picked blue for my evening gown, and um, that's what I believe in. So for me, I was very confident in that because you know, blue represents confidence, mm-hmm. wisdom, and loyalty, and that's everything that I represent. I love it, and you looked really gorgeous in your blue too. I did a little stocking. So thank you. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you so much. We'll yeah. What's that? We'll call it research. <laughs> You said what color? Oh, research? Yes, not stalking. What we'll color? Research. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Michael Costello, and he did such a wonderful, beautiful job. I loved, I love, love, love my gown. Was it, um, did you guys design together, or was it off the rack? Uh, yeah, so we actually designed together. That was a great experience to do with him, yep, and his wonderful team. How did you guys, how did that partnership happen? Um, so actually I just, I reached out to him on, um, social media and then, you know, we have his, uh, his boutique out in LA downtown. And so I scheduled an appointment with his assistant, went on in, we did some fittings. I tried on a few gowns and they did some sketches and I mean, voila, we literally had my perfect dream gown and I was determined to have a beautiful blue gown because that's what I, I love. I love blue because of what it represents. So did you... So did you guys like, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm now I'm going to be nosy. So no, you're fine. When you, <laughs> you just like hit him up on Instagram was like, Hey, Michael, what's up? I like your style. <laughs> like, okay. Like for people who are, cause I, I always want to hop into Christian Suriano's DMs all the time. So uh, okay, yeah. what gave you that confidence to do that? And just talk us through that whole process. Yeah, so I love his style. I love all his gowns that he designed. And so what I did was, um, before even reaching out, I went on his page, looked through all the gowns, and they are just stunning to me. So I'm like, you know what? This is what I want to wear. Um, let me reach out to him, give it a shot, see if he responds back. And he did. He responded back. He gave me his phone number to reach out to his assistant. And from then on, that's when we started the process. So it's really just ultimately knowing what you want, sticking, you know, having in your mind, in your head and going for it. You know, don't let your fear or your nerves get in the way, you know, because sometimes us women, we think about, oh, what if they don't get back to us? Or what if, you know, 
uh, some designers only do celebrities and they don't want to do, you know, (laughs) we think about so many things, but for me, it's like, I just go after it. I just, you know, if it's what I want, I, I have it in my head and I do whatever I can to get that. I love it. And for people who aren't familiar with Nestle Michael Costello, he designed Nia Sanchez's gown at both Miss USA and at Miss Universe. Yes, yes. Famous red gowns. She had two different colors, but I mean, two different gowns, same color. Right. Yep. (laughs) How long did it take you guys to come up with the concept and him to have it finalized and on your body? (laughs) Um, Actually, a a few weeks. Uh, Not very long. Um, Everything was really back to back. And it worked out great because since I live in L.A., it was easy for me to just, you know, drive over to downtown um, to meet with his assistants and get everything together. And, um, you know, as far as the fitting goes, um, the colors and um, the type of gown that I wanted, it just took a few weeks. He was very fast. um, And it was just it was an easy, smooth process. And for those who want to see your gown, hop on to our website, peasantsofpacheco.com, and you'll yeah. see Brittany's gown um, that she wore in Miss Globe United States. Yeah. Are you able to give us a little insight onto your gown that you're going to wear at finals or at nationals? You know what? I'm actually, I'm still in the process of finding that perfect gown. Um, I have a few in mind. I know, I know. I'm, I know I'm two weeks away, but today I'm actually going to finalize it. So today is the day where I'm going to finalize that gown that I will be wearing on that stage. And I'm excited. Are you torn between options? You know, I am. (laughs) I am. I I have to admit it. I'm not even going to, you know, lie. I am. I'm torn between a few options. It's it's difficult. I wish I could just wear them all, right? (laughs) Just wear them all on stage. I say what I do is flip a coin and you'll get your answer when the coin is in the air. Like oh shoot, oh, right? This one, you see, yes, you see, exactly. You see, like oh, I wanted to land. That's how you know when you want. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And praying, I you know I pray all the time. I'm like Lord, please give me that sign. Show me which gown you want me to wear, which one that represents me well, and you know I leave it all in God's hands. Yes, for the faith. Is it, yes. Is it too, are they both? Is it the same color? I always give us a color. No, they're actually different colors. That's the thing. So I do have one option of a blue gown, and I do have another option of gold, and another one that I won't even say. You guys will have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, gosh, I was trying to pull it out. I know. <laughs> okay, and then also the last phase competition, because we kind of went off on a huge tangent, but it's the self-expression and the talent portion. Is this mandatory? Yes. Yes, it is. It is mandatory. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah. um, You know, I love the self-expression that we have um, with the organization because um, I'm actually, I'm a former NFL and NBA cheerleader. So for me, I I grew up dancing and that's something that I'm very passionate about. So with self-expression, I think it's great to be able to show your character, your personality, and truly what you're passionate about. Also, like talent wise, you know, some women, they do monologues, some women, they do runways, and it's just a variety of different things that women do. And so for me, I love it because I grew up a dancer. So I think it's fun to be able to show that on stage and show the judges something that I grew up doing and something that I'm very confident in doing. And then for the final phase, you guys also have on stage question as well. Yes. Yes. What was your on stage question? Do you remember? 
or is that all like a blur? Uh, good question. Okay, so my onstage question was, um, oh my goodness, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, oh, what was the biggest challenge I had to overcome during the pageant? Yes, that was that was my onstage question. So with that, I answered, uh, like I mentioned before, I was in a mental and emotional abusive relationship and I was with, with a guy where he, it was just a constant putting me down mentally every way possible. You know, I would tell him my dreams, my goals that I have for my life. And he would tell me that, oh, you know, you can't do that. You know, they don't want someone like you. It's just a constant putting me down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I overcame that by, you know, literally one day I just woke up I made that decision. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to let this man stop me from pursuing my goals or my dreams, you know, and right. I definitely just went ahead, did what I was passionate about doing, didn't let him stop me. And I went after it and I succeeded. And I, I really do thank God because um, it was very, it was hard. You know, when you're with someone for so many years, you would think they would be supportive. You know, we all want that. Um, but for me, I didn't have that support. So that was my challenge that I had to overcome. That was one thing that um, I think something that since you revealed that me and you kind of have in common, because I was also in a not so healthy relationship myself with a guy who I was talking to or dating for eight years. Oh, wow. It really did take a um, series of things, one being a concussion to kind of find like decide like, you know what, this isn't life or this isn't what it's going to be. So can you just walk us through what it took? for you to leave that one day and I it kind of sounded like it came out of like just like a realization of you know what I don't need to have this and you kind of just woke up one day and was like I'm done so can, how would you describe that day and then how would you two-parter how would you help someone else who's going through that same kind of moment yeah okay so for me um I was journaling. I'm a big uh, believer in journaling, writing down your thoughts, um, writing down just everything that you're feeling, your emotions, everything. Um, So for me, it was a constant thing. I was journaling every morning. I was praying every morning and every night, going to church, um, you know, seeking advice from uh, my mentors uh, within my church. And with that, it was just, it gets to the point where enough is enough. And, you know, God was showing me so many signs like this is not a healthy relationship for you. You know, you deserve more. You, you know, you're worthy and don't let any man, you know, dictate that. And so for me, it took a few months. Honestly, it took a few months for me to just wake up like I was at my breaking point at that point. You know, I woke up that night. I got on my knees. I cried out to God and I prayed. That morning, that's when I said, no, enough is enough. I love you, but I have to love you from a distance. And I'm not going to let you stop me from pursuing my dreams. So it's really ultimately following your heart, not letting anyone get in the way of that. Um, And pursuing the things that you're passionate about. You know, uh, for me, I feel like, you know, life is too short not to go after your dreams and pursue your dreams. You know, we're all here for a purpose. And um, for me, my number one thing is, is God. Ultimately, uh, he definitely got me through that. And, um, he's still helping me to, to this day, you know? Um, and that's just my, my belief is really just journal, pray, um, and focus on you. You know, it's, it's okay to be in a relationship and, um, 
you know, focus on you and your partner, but really ultimately focus on you and your goals, your dreams, do what you want to do with your life. Right. Um, and, and don't, don't settle. Do not settle for less. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, it is. It is a big one. It is a big one because we definitely, we deserve the world and more. And, you know, we're, uh, we're daughters of the King of most high, you know, our heavenly father. So, um, that's something that definitely helps me. I love that. A, a few things you mentioned. One is faith foundation, but the I think the settling part is settling part is most important because people don't realize that once they give up something, they think it's like their world, and you give it up and you get something even better and even bigger. But it's hard to let it go. Exactly, exactly. You know, because you think too, you've invested so much time, um, you know, with this person. And you're thinking like, oh, wow, I've invested all this. Do I just let it go? Do I, you know, what do I do? But, you know, you really have to just know your worth, like know who you are and know that you can have what you want. Mm -hmm. And know that there's something better out there for you, believe it or not. Exactly. Exactly. That was my hardest thing was like, well, shoot, like we're such good because we were like, we had a friendly foundation. Like, we were friends. Like, dang, how am I ever find someone that's going to be a friend? I don't want to. I know. I want, like, a friend. You know, but you got to let it go. Exactly. You do. You, you definitely do. And, um, you know, um, you have to remember, too, what's for you won't put you through that stress, that heartache, that pain. I mean, not saying every relationship is perfect. You know, we all have our problems. But, you know, we're not, you know, what's for you won't... Um, put you down mentally emotionally and physically at all yeah and i'm really big into um spirituality too so like you can talk about your feelings like if i'm having a negative mood around you or if i'm just sad then you know you need to kind of go exactly exactly you want someone to uplift you and you know be your partner right someone that you know would support you and and all that that's that's definitely important how are you trying to help other women who have also been in mental and emotionally abusive relationships? Um, so what I do is I do a lot of work at home. Um, I work for the um, women's shelter. And um, I also, what I do is I, I do different um, speaking engagements with the women that have been abused and women that are um, suffering. And so what I do is I really, I give them all journals. I give them Bibles. I have little mini Bibles that I give all the women in the different shelters. And I speak to them weekly about, um, really digging in the core in your core and, um, focusing primarily on your goals, you, what you're passionate about. And first and foremost, focus on God Mm -hmm. because he's the one that ultimately you know, sets the tone of everything. He's a foundation. So um, once you have that as your number one, then everything else will fall in line. Um, so what I do is I, I help the women. I um, encourage them. Uh, we have different events where I even do makeup. So I do makeup on the side. Um, I've been doing makeup for several years. So some women, you know, they, uh, it, they love the fact that, you know, we have little makeup classes. They feel very confident. Um, I also help with dance and yoga. We do a lot of things like that um, at the shelters as well. Yeah. yeah. An, I think mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff, people might say it's superficial, like makeup, but that really does kind of help people's self-esteem. 
No, yeah, it definitely does. It really does. And it's just, it's that extra boost. I mean, for me, it's like, and I tell the women all the time, even without makeup, you are beautiful. Makeup is just an extra thing to make you feel confident. Mm-hmm. You know, it, sometimes it, it makes some people happy, you know, sometimes it doesn't make women happy, but ultimately um, makeup does, it, it, it helps. It does. <laughs> and yeah. It, it helps a lot. Um, can you right, tell- right. Being an NFL cheerleader, I'm so curious about this lifestyle. Um, did you cheer for the LA team? So no, I never cheered for the LA team, but I um, I cheered for the um, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Arizona Cardinals, yeah, and I did the Phoenix Suns. So that was it was a huge experience, and I I was so happy. I love being on the field dancing. It's an incredible feeling. Um, and, you know, growing up as a dancer, it was uh, new for me to actually dance professionally on a team. Wow. That's what I was going to say. I did a I lot of video dancing. dancing. Yeah. I knew you grew up dancing. How did you, when did you first start dancing? So I started dancing when I was three. Um, my first class was ballet. <laughs> yeah, so I did ballet. And then um, as I got older, my mom put me in um and tap and jazz and lyrical and musical theater and hip hop. Um, started up doing that. I was in the studio every day, even after school. I was getting dropped off at the studio. I would go home, do homework, eat dinner. The next morning, go to school, back in the studio again that night. Wow. So I just grew up as a dancer, yeah, from the age of three um, up until really now um now I just take classes yeah so I take classes here and there Uh, I take classes at Millennium out in LA and um I do Debbie Reynolds and you know I kind of just go around to different studios it's fun to be able to uh dance with different choreographers and get their different um style techniques and everything to help with your dancing so I think that's that's great to do so um I did that and then um oh I also I was a cheerleader all throughout high school. Um, you know, I went to Desert Ridge High School out in Arizona, and I was on varsity cheer as a freshman. So that was incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I did it. I pretty much, I've been doing it all since I was three. Was it hard to transition from dance to cheer? Um, yes. Yes and no. Um, I say yes because some of, um, with cheer, you have to be very sharp. And with dancing, especially um, ballet and lyrical, everything is in, you know, fluid. You know, everything is very soft and you have to be very poised. And, you know, with cheer, you have to be sharp, um, very, uh, you know, stick, you know, when you're doing um, certain moves, you know. And that part was a little bit challenging for me. Mm -hmm. But as I was practicing, I was able to uh, nail that down. And, um, but the dancing was easy. The dancing came naturally for me, you know, since I was dancer um, for cheer, it's about the same. Only difference is uh, with cheer, you have to be very sharp in all your moves. Hmm. Yeah. That thing is interesting. I know we have a lot of listeners who are um, cheerleaders or there are dancers and majorettes. And it's like a natural like transition to pageants. Yeah, it is. Yes, yes. What do you think that is? Uh, do you think it's just like just being in the spotlight and the glamour of both industries? Yeah, I just, I feel like ultimately um, it starts with your confidence. Um, I feel like once you, you know, a lot of us, um, you know, dancers, when you're cheerleading, you 
you're out there and you know you're building your confidence every time you go out there on that go out there on that stage or you're out there on that field dancing and um having fun it's it's something that you're passionate about so i feel like going into the pageantry it's the same you're passionate about you know your platform um you can still go out there and speak and do engagements and that's the same thing that we do for um dancing you know we do different appearances we do hosts we do different engagements and all of that. So it is an easy transition from doing dancing into the pageantry. No wonder a lot of people make that, make that back and forth. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sure it also helps you with like the physical part, part of it too. And like the logistics of it, like being able to walk on stage more comfortably in heels. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and staying fit. Uh, for me, I run about, I run five miles a day. Wow. So, um, yeah, I run. I'm I'm very big on fitness, and um, yep, I run five miles a day. And I also sometimes I would sleep in my heels. Um, you know, when I started actually competing for Miss Arizona, I would sleep in my heels. I would cook in my heels. And yeah, just making sure I'm confident and I can walk in my heels. You know, down that stage in a confident way. Yeah. I, I and be comfortable in that heel. Yeah. You, that's the last thing you want to do is like mess up or anything. Yeah. What yeah. What else did you do to prepare for um competition? I'm curious. Um really I got to know me better. I feel like ultimately um I did a lot of reflecting. I did a lot of um seeking who I am as a woman. And I say that because, you know, going into the pageantry, you're competing against, a, I mean, from 20 to 50 girls, you know, and it's very easy to get off track. You know, you, you tend to focus on this girl or that girl, and you're trying to be this one or that one. You're trying to just, you know, find who you are with all these different women. But ultimately, knowing who you are and being confident in yourself and focusing on you really, really ultimately that helps. Um, I know for me, I had to just gear in and not have any type of distraction. So I was focusing on me and what I want, you know, trying to be the best that I can be for myself. So I was um, preparing mentally, emotionally, spiritually, even physically for, uh, for, for a competition. And that really helped me because um, if not, I would not be where I am today if I'm focusing on everyone else but myself. <laughs> right. True, true, true. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, I, I, you said, I said that I did my research, aka stalking. But it really is research, people. It really is. Yeah. Research. No, it is research. Definitely. Um, it is. <laughs> and I went on your Instagram. I know you said you are comfortable with yourself. And we see a lot of pictures of you with um, less clothes on. <laughs> uh-huh um or just like in this swimsuit or you have a calvin klein your body is amazing you are ripped um and a lot of like swimsuit pictures where did you kind of get that confidence from is that growing up in california is that just like custom you know it's cold midwest girl i'm talking to you talking to you right now yes is that just like living in california that you just um become so comfortable in front of a camera um no actually just growing up as um a dancer and I also did some modeling too uh, as a child and um, even growing up now as an adult. Uh, I was raised up behind the camera, always taking pictures and always um, building my confidence off of that as well. 
Um, and so, you know, it definitely takes a lot of practice, you know, um, practice doesn't make perfect, but it makes better. So for me, it's um, me focusing on myself and also being confident in my body. And, you know, this is the way that God made me. So why would I be afraid to show it off? Why would I be afraid to um, show the world? Or, you know, why would I be afraid of if any of that? You know, this is who I am. God created me this way and I love it. And so, hey, I think women should flaunt it. Um, and I think it's a blessing that women do. I don't think that any woman should be afraid of the skin that they are in. I love it. Because you, your pictures on Instagram are amazing, I must say. Oh, thank you. I have fabulous, wonderful uh, photographers. <laughs> yeah, they're so awesome. They're awesome. And it's fun to work with them, too. And that's what I love, too. And that, and that definitely helps, too, having a really a fun photographer that you're comfortable with, that, um, you know, you can just be you, you know? And that's ultimately what I am. I am me behind that camera. And you look like it, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so as you prepare to go to um, internationals in China next, well, technically this month, we're going to just, time doesn't exist in the podcast world. <laughs> when we <were> yeah. <laughs> as you prepare to go to China this month, um, what are some of your biggest strategies for just preparing for Miss Globe? Um. For me, I, um, you said my biggest strategies? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, I'd have what does to... your pageant prep look like? Oh, and, well, let's start from the beginning. So the beginning, I start my day. Uh, <laughs> I get up, I have my coffee, I pray, I journal. And then, um, you know, I definitely gearing about, you know, focusing on me. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I work out because I feel like, you know, working out is really important too. It helps you mentally. Um, it starts your day off. And so um, I, I work out. So um, you work out, Yes, I am. You know, it's crazy. I actually work out in the morning and at night. So what I do is I do my cardio in the morning okay. and then I do my strength training at night. So how early in the morning do you get up? I get up at five. Eek. Yeah, I feel okay, like so I have to start at 5 a.m. So this is five Pacific Standard Time. So... I wonder if I could, maybe one day, maybe I think if you, if you're on the East Coast life or Central Coast life and you move to California, it might be easier to have a healthier lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, while I'm here in Chicago, I still I get up super early. You know, I I go to the gym. I start my day. Um, even you know, because even as a flight attendant, you know, I am traveling all over the world. Like sometimes I would be in Tel Aviv and Israel. You know, it would be um, eight o'clock in the morning there, mm -hmm. uh, or actually five, 5 a.m. in the morning there. And it's a completely different time change, you know, on the West coast, even the, the East coast, it's like a six hour time change. Right. I would still make sure wherever I am, I get up at 5 a.m. No matter if it's 1 a.m. in California or 10 p.m. As long as where I am, I get up at five. That's when I start my day. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, for <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> after you wake up at five o'clock, you do your cardio. What's next? So after I do my cardio, um, I I have my breakfast. I you know I'm actually I'm vegan. So um, yeah, I am. Um, I've been a vegan for about 
oh goodness, five years now. Mm. And oh, yeah, I, I'm all plant-based. And so um, I make my plant-based meal. It could be a smoothie or it could just be just vegetables, um, you know, black beans or any type of uh, protein, avocado, um, whatever it is, has to be plant-based. I have that. Okay. Um, I okay. do some reading, read some scriptures, and then I start, start my day um, practicing my walk, um, practicing um, my just everything, actually, <laughs> my interview. Um, really? You know, I watched, yeah, I practice it all, really. Um, every single day? Every day. day? Yes, every day. What, at what point did you start? Did you start as soon as you got crowned Miss Global United States? Mm-hmm. So every day up until international, until Miss Globe, you're doing your walk, you're going to the gym, every, every since yes. then? Yes, ever since then. And like I said, it's like if you keep practicing, keep practicing, keep focusing on you, you're going to be confident on that stage. You are going to be confident in you and who you are. And that's ultimately what the judges want, too. They, they want someone that, you know, is themselves. Right. Okay, I don't want to keep disrupting you. Sorry. So then you go through no. your walks. So do you do it? Do you do your? Do you do it in a certain way? Like do you do your in your interview on a day, and then your swimsuit walk, and then your evening gown walk? How do you prepare every day for it? Yeah. So um, every day, I actually I start off with the um, the swimsuit walk, and then I go into my evening walk. So that's just what I'm practicing um, every day, and also the different poses that I want to do. Um, I try on swimsuits. Uh, I practice that. Um, you know, depending on the day, like if I'm traveling, because, um, you know, since I am a flight attendant, um, mm-hmm. I can't practice all day. But um, I definitely, when I land and when I get into my hotel room, I'll put on my heels and I'll just practice how I'm going to walk in my evening gown and then um, also my swimsuit. So those, those are the two uh, main walks that I do practice daily. Okay. okay. And then what else? Is that is that it for mainly for pageant prep? So you do all your pageant uh, prep in the morning for the most part? For the most part, yes. I do all the pageant prep in the morning for the most part. And then sometimes, depending on my schedule, since, you know, I do travel, um, if the mornings don't work out for me, then I'll have to do it that evening. Wow. You seem so dedicated. Yeah. I, <laughs> yes, girl. I'm, I'm passionate. You know, it's something that I, I believe in. So it's something that, you know, I, I want. And I feel like, you know, when you're dedicated and, and that's also dedication really comes with um, self-love, you know, to be dedicated, you have to love yourself. Right. You know, and so um, it, it all it all starts with us. Right. Are you nervous at all about competing in China in a place you haven't been to against all these women you haven't met at all? Does that scare you? Uh, no, it doesn't scare me. Um, and we're actually we're going to be competing. um so it was initially going to be in in um, Beijing, mm-hmm. but now it's going to be in Sri Lanka. Oh, okay, gotcha. So you was already in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be in Sri Lanka, and you know I'm really excited about that experience. Uh, I'm not nervous, um, but you know there's a little bit. Um, I, I know once I get there, there'll be the exciting nerves. You know how we all were just excited. That's right. just the nerves that I will have. But ultimately, no, I'm not nervous uh, as far as competing with the other women. Okay. I think it'll be good to meet all the women there. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting competition. It'll be a lot of fun, too. Yeah, it definitely will be. What advice would you give to people 
who are interested in competing in the system um, to win for either their state or as they head to nationals? What would be your biggest advice? Um, biggest advice I would give would be to, you know, do your research on um, the type of organization that you want to compete in, um, because ultimately, um, you know, every organization is not for, is something that maybe you're not going to be comfortable or confident in. So whatever that is, be confident in your organization that you are competing in. Um, you know, focus on you. Don't focus on anyone else but yourself. Um, gear into who you are, what you represent, what you stand for, and pursue it. I love that. And, and follow your heart. Ultimately, follow your heart. That's the most important part. Yes, it is. And then I always I like to ask people who come on a podcast. Sorry, I can sit there. Um, my tongue mm-hmm. is a little slow now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what is a good book recommendation for people? Are a good what? A good book recommendation. So for me, because I do, I read the Bible every single day. Um, yes, I do. Um, I personally, for, for myself, um, the Bible, the Bible is, is a good book to read. It really is. Um, okay. And my scripture, my favorite scripture is Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh my um, and I, I, can, I can recite it to you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So what I do is I meditate on different scriptures and apply them to my life. I even have note cards. I write down the scriptures on the note cards and I meditate on them. You know, I give myself, you know, 10 minutes throughout the day sometimes just to really meditate, soak, seek God. And that really helps me on a day-to-day basis. It really does. And you know what's crazy is I know, like, there could be some mornings where, you know, I am a flight attendant. So, you know, my schedule is always up and down, up and down. You know, flights get delayed. Flights, you know, we divert sometimes. Or, you know, we have to switch aircrafts. There's so many things that happen in the airline industry where um, I have to be at the airport at 3 a.m. So what I do sometimes, if don't have time to do it in the morning, I can, I can feel it. It's like I'll have, not that I'm saying I'll have a bad day, but I know when I did not meditate, I can feel it. Um, just certain things start to go on in my life and I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't meditate today. Let me devote some time because I can feel, you know, this is, this is happening because I didn't meditate, you know? And so really? um, for me, yeah, yes, yes, I do. I feel it. So, um, you know, the Bible the, is really... It's, it's a great book, um, and I believe it, and I'm, I've had that relationship with God, and I've had that experience, and I firsthand will say, you know, um, reading the scriptures daily definitely, definitely help. Well, and, I love your recommendation. I never had someone yet say the Bible as a book. I don't think people think about it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of people, um, I know, um, I, I do, I do the, um, the law of attraction, you know, I, I do read the, the, those books. And if you think about it, um, everything that the law of attraction, what it represents is the same as what God represents, you know, in the Bible, scripturally, um, you know, putting your mind to what you believe in and focusing on it and manifesting it into fruition. It's the same with, with the Bible. 
Yeah, I tell people that all the time. Like, it's it literally is the same kind of principles, just different people saying it. Exactly, like, exactly. Because I blend my religion with spirituality sometimes. Well, uh-huh. sometimes, I guess all the time. And I'm like, that's literally, um, like, like, life or death lies in power of your tongue. That's literally, right, it like, does. say what you speak. And you exactly. are what you speak. That's literally in the Bible. Yeah. Yes, our tongue is very, very, very powerful. It's very powerful. And um, we we have to be very mindful, very careful on what we say, what we believe, what we want, you know, um, especially just the power of our tongue. Yeah. Jeremiah 29 and 11 is my mother's favorite verse. That's why I was like, oh, I know them by heart because my mother says it like yes! six times a yes! week. She always, she always just brings it up. So like, uh-huh. the Lord said that he knows that. Yeah, probably has a purpose for you, and he would not let you. Oh, like oh, yes, you yes. <laughs> it is my favorite, my go-to, my number one. You know, I, I love all the scriptures. But that is ultimately that is my favorite scripture. Yes. It is. It gives you plans for hope and future. Exactly, it does. It does. Just put your trust in him. He will show you the way, and he he will show you. <laughs> That's one thing. You know, God will do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I hope your plans and future for the future, which includes Miss Globe, is prosperous for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm so appreciative for having you on the podcast and for joining our listeners and letting us know more about the Miss Globe pageant and who you are, who Brittany is as a person. And it was great to listen to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I, I enjoyed my time speaking with you and I get to know some things about you too. So that's even better. So I really do appreciate you taking the time out. Oh, thank you. I know you might have talked a lot, but I hope your glass is at least somewhat empty. Same for people. Who oh, yes. <laughs> it is. It is empty, actually. <laughs> for those who want to connect with you, can you let us know your social media and how they can follow you? Yes, yes. You guys can um, reach out to me on Instagram. It's Brittany D. Simmons. Um, and I spell it B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-D. And then Simmons, like Richard Simmons, S-I-M-M-O-N-S. And um, yeah, I would love to meet my followers and, you know, engage and all that. So they can definitely reach me on there. Well, thank you, Brittany. It was great to have you and good luck at Miss Globe. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.